Hey everybody, Mariner here. Welcome to Nether Hall and the FPL Compass Show. What a week. Um, and it, it seems like in the last few minutes since I, I went to bed, the European Super League was still happening and I've woken up and it looks like it's all been kicked into the long grass. Um, sigh of relief from this end, Nima. How are you, man? Yeah, good, thanks. So we're just actually one minute from midnight on uh, the Tuesday evening. So Chelsea Brighton just finished a couple hours ago. Obviously, there's still three fixtures to go this game week, but I think we've waited long enough. We're already doing this one day later than normal, so we want to give you guys some time to listen. But um, yeah, to timestamp it, by the time Mariner woke up, the ESL looks like it's imploded. <laughs> Fantastic. Couldn't happen to a nicer bunch, right? Those owners. I hope they're all getting dragged to court at this very moment. I can't wait. I can't wait for the fallout. But, it's, uh, it's like a soap opera in football this week. Um, the fact that Mourinho resigned and that wasn't even news yesterday, it tells you what's been going on. It's a good day to bury bad news. You've heard that I, I say before. resigned. He was sacked, wasn't he? There's a lot of resignations recently. <laughs> you have to excuse me if my chest... If, my, uh, if I start coughing, I've still got this bloody cold. Um... Very quickly, I suppose we'd better just explain um, where we are, what we're doing and everything as usual. Um, obviously, this is the uh, recording for the YouTube show. Um, so if you are watching on YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. Subscriptions are going up very nicely. Thank you very much. I was wondering whether we we're going to even bother anymore on, uh, on a yesterday, but it seems like we will be. So that's great news. Um, and, and Nima, how's the, uh, the pod going? Yeah, so it's the fourth week now that we're going strong. We're finally on all the podcast directories, so wherever you listen, um, definitely put us in your ears if you can't watch the YouTube some weeks. Um, subscribe on iTunes if you have an Apple device. I think if you do enjoy our shows, we'd really appreciate a review on iTunes. I believe it's the only podcast platform you can leave a review on. So any kind of five-star reviews, hit us up. Um, we'll love you long time. I love you long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my oh my so anyway should we get going i suppose um, i suppose there's only one place to start isn't there uh and that is the fact that i've had to rewrite the entire script in the last 45 minutes of the of this show um and yeah i i had dedicated troll of the week and the hall of shame to the european super league and now I had it all set, beautiful graphics with shame all over the screen. And I've slowly but surely were taking the little shame graphics off. And now it's gone. What do you make of it all? Yeah, I think um, it, it does fascinate me, kind of. It's something that I didn't expect a risk for these Premier League clubs to take. I think they already had quite a lot of revenue from the TV deals. I can understand Real Madrid and Barcelona needed the funds. They were kind of desperate with the debt they've put themselves in over recent years. So it did kind of seem like a ploy for those guys. And also the Juventus president, they seem to be leading to try to get a piece of that kind of Premier League money. Um, but I think overall it's kind of failed, but it doesn't solve the problems. Like we are at a crossroads in European football. And I think hopefully this means UEFA and FIFA and the likes weren't just kind of pretending to care about the fans and look like the good guys when the ESL first showed up. And now that the ESL might be out of the picture, let's see if those guys actually kind of show us some actions and not just talk about it. No, I agree. And I think if nothing else, it's a wake up for the game. Uh, 
I think, you know, if you can take anything good out of this, I think the camaraderie uh, and the fact that the whole football world, certainly in the UK, uh, certainly the, the English uh, football world and everything to do with the premiership and, and the pyramid structure in general pulled together um, from, you know, pundits to prime ministers. Yeah, no, you know, I think it's really amazing it just seeing very, so many people. Good. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I, I sat and watched the, you know, I, I never, never had much time for Gary Neville. I never had much time for him as a footballer. But I'll tell you what, he spoke from the heart there. When on, on the Sky Sports, he really spoke from, he really spoke from the heart. And, and I thought, yeah, do you know what? You know, don't let them do it. That was the message which came out loud and clear. Uh, and we didn't have to resort to, uh, you know, what football fans sometimes might do, you know, and start breaking windows and things like that. You know, we just we just got we just came together and got rid of the problem. And and I think fabulous news and and brilliant for FPL because I, I was I must say I didn't know where I didn't know where the F, where FPL was going. I didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, the game itself was a huge was a huge risk. But, yeah, I think there was a point at which people were worried whether the Liverpool Leeds game was even going to go ahead that night. Yeah, yeah, I know, and, and, I, and I mean that might explain why. Do you know we have when we put our quest, uh, our uh, request for questions out, we didn't get many. I think everybody was just completely everybody's head has gone completely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was kind of like, what do we do now? Like, why are Liverpool and Leeds even playing? Like, is this just a mid-table, upper mid-table clash with no consequence? Like. Do Liverpool even need top four anymore? Like in a year, will the match on Monday night matter? Like that's what was at stake. Like in a year's time, if the ESL had gone ahead, that match on Monday wouldn't have meant anything at all. No, no. And then Leeds changed Liverpool's name to Merseyside Reds. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was good job from that, everyone involved um, and Bamford in his interview, and yeah, obviously the actual Liverpool players and Henderson coming out. Um, I think Klopp, you know, he went against his own owners on live national tv that's a big statement as well but i expected no less from him um i think coming from that german football background with fan no. ownership the core of it like you would expect him to be very against this exactly and i mean as i think Carragher said you know if if klopp leaves the owners would get run out of town anyway very quickly yeah so, so it, sounds, it sounds like things have really escalated since we um began recording as well to the extent that Ed Woodward has now resigned. He said he was always leaving this summer. Um, I bet I bet he was leaving the summer after he started. See in the ya. ESL. See ya. <laughs> who's next? Yeah, who's um, next? I, I think the Juve president has also left. Um, there's talks of, uh, I think, the Glazers looking for a buyer for Man United off the back of this. Uh, maybe Kroenke will get lost once and for all as well. There's some serious... Did I, Real see Conor, Rum, did I see you? Conor McGregor say, am I, do, do anyone want He to wants to buy Man United, United. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are really escalating. And I think if there was ever a time to get Cronky out, um, now is it. It sounds like there's a Cronky out protest on Friday before the Arsenal-Everton game for game week 33. And um, I think they were hoping the club that with the statement tonight, that would appease the fans. And it looks like it's just stoked the fire. And now they're basically like, well... You got out of the ESL, but now get out our club. So it looks like they're, they're hunting him out now. Bloodbath incoming. <laughs> I, I like that. That's, yeah. 
These, oh, I, I think money hungry billionaires essentially decided there's not a fair split of wealth in the football world. UEFA is getting too much of the cut of the pie. So us 12 will decide that we deserve to be in a closed franchise where we will always get the wealth for the next 23 years of this deal we've signed. And we'll just lock everyone else out and we'll forget Ajax four times, you know, Champions League winners. We'll put in Spurs, Arsenal and some others like Man City who've never even won a Champions League and we'll call I them mean, Europe still. Well, I want to know is where's Notts Forest? <laughs> where's Nottingham Forest? They won the European Champ- They won the European Cup twice when I was a kid. Why aren't they involved? You know, it, 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 it is some crazy. Yeah. It's a complete farce, as you say. I think um, maybe in the future there will be some kind of European Super League where the best teams play, but it has to be on merit. I think there was obviously a revision to the Champions League format as well, if we want to kind of put a footnote onto this topic for the week. But um, it sounds like they're not happy with the money they're getting. And this may have also been part of a wider publicity stunt to try and get like their fair share um, from UEFA. But let's see how that pans out. Yeah. Yeah, I think in closing, I think there was always a feeling that it was it was maybe a shot across the bow more than you know more than anything else. Let hope let's hope that shot across the bow is, shall we say, will drive change. And you know, if it does need, if the Super League does need to, uh, sorry, Super League, if if the Champions League does need to change, then so be it. But at least let people come in on merit. I think the fact you know. that they didn't consult the fans is a final point. That That is actually just truly, just like how tone deaf could you be is my, my comment there. Like they didn't ask the fans and then they were surprised that the best footballers in the world happen to also be the biggest lovers of the game and want to protect it at all costs. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's, that's all we need to say about this now. I, I, I think Gabe had, I think Gabe's got some strong views as well, but we'll let him um, have his uh, moment on the soapbox when we do the the matchup show later in the week. Um, Yeah, I suppose nothing much more to say on that one. Uh, Confine it to the bin. Good riddance is what I say. So anyway, let's go on to the next thing which I want to confine to the bin, and that's this game week. So, (laughs) and uh, yeah, it's been another terrible week for me anyway. But how are you doing so far, Nima? So um, I sold the Bomyang finally after him not playing a few games and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Salah, who was then benched, so I got my one-pointer there. Um, Fernandez just is in my team because he cost 10.5 when I bought him. He's also just doing nothing for a while. Sun got two points. He's still got another game to go. Let's see how that pans out. Um, Rafinha missed out, so I'll be getting Watkins off the bench. So that game, there's a lot lying on it for me. I have Diaz, Gundogan and Watkins. Um, I really need Gundogan to start because I missed the deadline. I know it's a sob story. Um, I was walking my dog. It was playing with another dog. I I didn't manage to sell Gundogan for Greenwood for a minus Ah, four. And now I'm priced out by 0.1 million. So, um, Amateur. (laughs) Amateur. Amateur. Part of me also realizes that doing the uh, transfer live on air last week when we recorded for anyone who was here, it actually almost made my two free transfers feel like two different game weeks worth of one free transfer, I would say. So I missed the opportunity to like do a double move that with more info by the Friday once I knew stuff like Aubameyang is definitely out and Lacazette was going to then maybe start. In some ways, that's good as well because Lacazette went off injured with a hamstring. I think the alternative strikers are a bit stuffed with Cavani as well. Um, I'm still kind of 
below average in terms of players played. So I've only got eight out of 15. And I think in the top 10K, it's 10 played out of 15. So although I'm on a red arrow from 130K to 145K, I'd like to think that my remaining players, Diaz, Gundogan, um, Watkins, Ian Acho, and Son, they will do something. I also have Johnston, but who knows? I think I missed his 15-pointer last week. I don't have many high hopes here this time around. Nah, but I, yeah, I mean, it's a tough it, week, as you say. Big red arrow again. Maybe it will be a smaller red arrow once my average player's plate goes up. But yeah. top 100k is still realistic, I think, um, 19 points away. Top 50k, 50 points. That seems like kind of the most I'll be able to muster out of the end of this season. Yeah. Well, I haven't even looked at how many points I've got to get to get back in the in the top 10k now because I'm I'm outside the top 20k now. Um, I, I mean, I'm just I'm in total freefall. You know, everything I touch goes wrong at the moment. Bring Phillips in, injured. Pick Aspilaqueta. Chelsea clean sheet, first time in ages. Rested. Um, sure looks great sure. all game. Two points. Two points. You know. Three goals from United. Two points from Shaw and Fernandez each. I know. Two points. Lingard, yeah, I finally brought Lingard and, and he returned. Uh, Salah on the bench, one point. Off the bench, one point. Son, I'm still hopeful. Right? If Son can get me, if Son can haul, then that could have a significant, you know, certainly, shall we say, arrest the free fall. But, you know, I still think there's a few holes in that parachute, quite frankly. Ineacho I've brought in as well. Let's see how he does. Um, uh, obviously, Kane um, will not play again, although I didn't. That's a good thing, probably, for me, because I didn't triple captain him with, was it 200-something percent EO? To, yes, was I was getting points against my rank every time he scored, despite him being my captain. It's bloody bonkers, right? I and then you know, then I look at the my bench and I think, you know, with with ninety seconds to go, I was cursing the fact I'd benched Ariola and uh, Tozin because I did think they might keep. I had a funny feeling it might be a, a low scoring game. We'll come on to that in a minute, right? Um, but of course, they conceded right at the death um, again. So that must be absolutely, it must be a killer for anyone who started them twice in two weeks, or started Ariola twice in two weeks. Um, Rafinha's injured, of course, left him on the bench anyway. Vidra um, came off the, you know, Burnley's supposedly leading threat at the moment, and Dyche benched him. Um, not a lot more to say, really. 26,000 at the moment. Um yeah, 70% drop. Yeah, that with is pretty. Two, two eight, weeks in a row, a big drop. Team. With an eight, how can you drop that far with such a template side? I, 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 I'm, I'm lost for words. <laughs> I think it's all down to the Kane captaincy and all the other picks apart from Lingard I, blanking. I blame it on the European Super League. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, with all seriousness, it's a complete. My my team at the moment is a complete shit show. I have just no idea what to do with it anymore. Like the end of the season cannot come soon enough for me now. Um, yeah, no, I'm I, I'm already thinking about like prices of players next season and like yeah. how to start off strong in another oh, year. Man. 
god anyway right all right let's keep going um so i suppose we can we can now look at the usual things so first things first just for the benefit of everybody listening um we always review the fixture difficulties from the previous week what where we were um and then we look at the whether we predicted the results right or not um so before the start of this game week city were top um of the attacking fixture difficulties with 1.5 say zero best seven worst um chelsea second 1.6 liverpool third two uh west ham fourth leicester fifth and at the bottom at the bottom sheffield united 5.3 counting upwards um palace 5.1 west brom 4.8 leeds fulham villa um and defensively uh chelsea 1.5 at the top uh liverpool 2.3 city brighton 2.4 man united 2.6 and the bottom sheffield united fell off the bottom of the metric and broke it 7.2 um burnley 5.2 crystal palace 4.9 wolves 4.3 everton 4 and then a number of teams on 3.5 and 3.6 leads southampton west ham arsenal spurs newcastle west brom villa um so that's where we were nima but let's have a look at how we did with respect to uh, the obviously the games are still going on right but let's see how we've done so far uh this week so let's start with the uh everton and spurs game so okay so i predicted a 2-1 spurs win and you predicted a 3-2 spurs win um on the back of Everton attack against Spurs defence being pretty neutral and Spurs having a slight edge over Everton uh, attack to defence. Yes, I think we were both expecting a lot of goals, weren't we? But um, the draw was kind of, it was a possible option. It was the in-between both our predictions. I, I am a bit kind of confused by Spurs just regularly dropping points in the league this season. Um, I guess this draw was kind of the final nail in the coffin for Mourinho because, you know, he was brought in to win trophies and to not even last his second season and get sacked in the summer for much cheaper five days before a cup final. It was all a bit obscure to me. So I, I do think maybe uh, Daniel Levy got a bit excited with the European Super League money and he's probably now thinking, oh, shit why didn't I just keep Mourinho for like a four-week stretch and save like 10 million payout money? I was going to say, you know, what would the Super League cost? <laughs> He's been wrong. That and Mourinho getting out is just, I mean, just Daniel Levy burnt an hole in his pocket. <laughs> he honestly must have thought, I'm about to get like three and a half billion from the Super League. I'll yeah. pay Mourinho 25 to get out. And now he's like, oh, it's just all imploded in front of him. <laughs> I love it. Couldn't happen to a nicer person. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> um, oh, but oh, oh, it just warms my, it warms my heart here. It is, you know, even more money it's cost him. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't think it, I mean, Gabe's been saying Mourinho has been on his death spiral for ages, right? Yeah, uh, it looks like it was kind of pumping up it sounds like the only player who he hadn't lost in the dressing room by the end was Kane himself yeah yeah that yeah, I haven't right. seen any other player I haven't maybe there has been but I've not actually seen any tweets from any player apart from Kane 
to like wish the gaffer good luck in the next job. Like I've mm. I've genuinely only seen one tweet and that was from Kane. Um, I've not seen a single other player come out and wish Mourinho luck. No. Not a single player. Yeah, but Everton out out chanced them, out shot out shotted them and everything. Uh, as you can see from the ticker below, you know, Everton twelve shots in the box, three big chances, two point four one XG. Spurs without Calvert Lewin again, right? Without Calvert Lewin, Spurs seven shots in the box, two big chances, one point two three XG. Now no Kane. I think obviously Kane captainers will be pleased, especially triple captainers. Well, actually, only triple captainers will be pleased. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's beaten all the other popular triple captain options this season so far. So. I think in the top five most triple captain players, Kane is the highest scorer. So even if yeah. he's missing the second game, that you can be pretty happy with that chip for the season if you're one of those select few. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Much better than my Raheem Sterling triple captain anyway. Um, Newcastle against West Ham. Well, that was a good game. Um, we both predicted that West Ham would win. <coughs> Fail. I predicted 2-1, you predicted 2-0. Uh, Newcastle turned into Juventus. Shouldn't they be in the Super League? Yeah, I guess um, they did. I think they were the seventh club that lobbied for it to be allowed because, you know, Mike Ashley must have been hoping he'd somehow get extended an invite. You know, you know these money-hungry guys go stick together. <laughs> oh, dear, mate. Excuse my chest. It's really bad. I think um, Newcastle actually, interestingly, like the whole game was a bit crazy. Um, I think West Ham were down to 10 players for a lot of it. And I think you've got to feel for the Dawson owners who got the red card. And then, yeah, somehow Kufal's had his third assist in a row now, three game weeks in a row, four points, four points, four points. So he's finally started to get some of those assists that in the early season Cresswell was getting and Kufal was getting nothing. I think it's evening out a bit. Yeah, and guess who I own, or did own, Cresswell. Guess who I owned before? Kufal. Yeah, it's just one of those things. But uh, but yeah, Newcastle, seven shots in the box, three big chances, 1.85. West Ham, eight shots in the box, four big chances, 2.18. It's a good game, I thought. Yeah, no, it was really entertaining, actually. Yeah. Um, I think people underestimated how scared Newcastle were getting about all this talk of like Fulham or West Brom pulling off a great escape. They thought... We need to like get these points and just get out of this bloody relegation battle. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, next one: Wolves against Sheffield United. Uh, one nil win to Wolves. Um, I think. Well, you predicted it correctly. One nil gold gold medal, mate. Uh, I predicted a two nil win. Um, I, I didn't watch it. I looked at the stats. You know, one big I don't chance. Think you missed much. Yeah. One one big chance. Wolves had nine shots in the box. Sheffield United five. Um, yeah, I think, like, obviously, the interesting thing I saw was going into this game week, the fixture difficulty slide just before this. Uh, Wolves were in the kind of bottom five and for defense, and yet they have kept two clean sheets in a row now. So, I am starting to wonder if, like, those guys who jumped on Cody and Sice at the like, I'm wondering the same, Uh, Sice particularly, and Sice was unlucky not to score, wasn't he? He missed a big exactly chance. I think that was his. I think that was a big chance, probably. Probably was. Um, but, but yeah, definitely, I think I, it's controversial, but I reckon we may have seen their last clean sheet this season. So I think those who got on two games ago, they did a good job. But personally, I'll still be avoiding the defence from Wolves. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not going there. No, absolutely. Uh, right, next one then. Arsenal against Fulham. 
Well, this is my turn to get the exact score right. I predicted 1-1 and you didn't. You predicted a 1-0 Arsenal win. Um, I, I was... Oh, I don't know anymore with Arsenal. I, I can't work them out. Well, well I, I can. They've lost six out of seven games after the first day Europa fixture. So this one was written in the stars. Like anyone who's oh, okay. been watching them this season could have said, well, they lose like every game after the Thursday night match, like the whole season so far. Um, so I'd say this time they were actually probably consistent with that. But um, I was really surprised to see Leno not starting goals. I think that compounded the kind of the Mendy benching. So similar to the alternative strikers kind of being a bit of a minefield. It looks like the alternative goalkeepers are a bit of a minefield for those who wildcarded Martinez out. Um, what I will say is it was another match of kind of VAR spending five minutes looking for a toenail that's one millimeter offside in the build-up um, when the attacker's like entire body is way behind the defender's body um, when Saka was ruled offside. And I think the ball went in the net a couple of times and got ruled out. So it just feels like every game now, not even every game week, but every game there's two to three, like five-minute delays with VAR looking at the most marginal calls, but then like two-footed career-ending stud challenges aren't even being looked at by VAR. Um People like committing blatant penalties. They don't get looked at. Um, dives, no one gets punished. But but yeah, if your toe might be one millimeter offside, they'll draw a random monkey line and spend 10 minutes analyzing it. So I honestly don't know where the game's going. No. No. Um, it was, I, I hate VAR, I, I have to say. You know, the goal line technology I can, I like. Right, that's yeah, very no, of course, simple. yeah, that's does undeniable. Does it does you what beep? You know, goal, no goal. I like that. You know, um, the other thing is, what about when these they 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 let the game progress on as well? And sometimes it doesn't make any sense to me either. You know, and then someone will get like battle. injured. Yeah, yeah. they'll get a, a season-ending injury in a play that wasn't going to happen if they just called it. I think something I've seen touted, which is quite interesting, is the Wenger's offside law proposals that he made about a year ago and everyone laughed. And now they're actually being trialed by FIFA um, in China or somewhere. And I think the idea is that it's about giving the attacker the advantage again. So if any part of like their goal-scoring body is onside, then they're onside, even if, if another the toenails part is onside. On, so if the toenail's on... Well, like, because the toenail's off, like, it doesn't matter yeah. because the rest of him is on. So uh, yeah. another way someone told me was, you know, like, do you put GPS trackers in them to monitor, like, the offside to the millimeter if that's what you're going to do? Like, at least do it right. Don't just guess. Um, don't make these marginal calls incorrectly, at least, right? Um, the other one is just from the boots. Just measure it from the boots. Yeah. It's like, if Bamford is pointing at where he wants someone to pass him the ball with his finger, how can that be offside? How can his finger be offside? I just don't get it, like, Ridiculous, ridiculous. Maybe they should do something where uh, Holding's looking. You know, game with his with his ball watching. Maybe they maybe they'll maybe they'll track where players are looking as well. I don't know. I, I give up with it all. I, I really do. It's a bit of a farce, isn't it? But anyway, uh, one one draw. Um, nice to yeah. see you on your soap, uh, soapbox there, there, Nima. And uh, I would welcome some change to the offside rule. I have to say, it's crap. Um, I am interested to see what happens. I think it can't carry on the way it is now, now that VAR is in. I think they're going to have to rechange it in a way to favour the attacker again because VAR is about finding clear and obvious errors, not stopping the game for five minutes to like 
incorrectly measure whether someone's offside with an arbitrary line. Um, they don't even like if you look at the camera angle, it's not even straight horizontal from where the play is. It's always from like a diagonal overhead angle from ahead of where the play is happening, looking back at the play. So, like, how how do you know that that's a, cl- a straight line? I, I don't. No. Anyway, um, enough of that. Let's keep moving. Uh, Man U Burnley, three um, one. No returns for Bruno. Um, I predicted a three nil win. Um, you predicted a two nil win. We didn't quite get it right. I don't think we saw Burnley scoring. Clearly, we didn't. We didn't predict that. And the uh, to be honest. Um, yeah, they were minus 1.1. So they had a chance of scoring, but we thought they wouldn't. Yeah, no, I think we underestimated them. But again, I think all these teams that are like just looking to get those final one points draws and try to get a few goals to survive, they're probably feeling safe now. So I'd say at this point, they're probably on the beach. But um, maybe that means there's less pressure on them. So they're kind of playing a bit more yeah. attacking. Yeah. Be interesting to see this beach topic is going to be something coming up now um, quite regularly as we go towards the end of the season, isn't it? Um, but yeah, Man United, 15 shots in the box, five big chances, five big chances. You know, um, same as Arsenal, actually. I forgot to mention Arsenal, five big chances. Yeah, that's why the 1-1 one, one was a bit yeah. of like, to get that in the 97th minute of injury time with like another goal that they then spent 10 minutes looking out on VAR. Um, and like to see Matt Ryan, I think it was, go up for the corner and to get the pre-assist, like like that that by itself was just entertaining for me. Like the, the, the one-one was horrible, but to see that whole scenario unfold was very. Uh, that's why we love football. It was so crazy. Absolutely, absolutely. We've just got two more games to go. So Leeds against that's Liverpool. True. Leeds against Liverpool. Um, uh, you know how. Uh, one of the founder, so-called members of the European Super League, bottled it. And uh, do you know what? There was hilarity, wasn't there? Yeah, no, it was way. fantastic to see the way Leeds, uh, they, they were almost, they were kind of the team that everyone in the world was supporting on the night. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Le- uh, so was it Leeds, six big chances? Is that right? Yeah, no, Leeds were dominating for a while. Um, six big chances. Uh, yeah, it's six big ch- bloody hell. Six big chances. Two point seven six xg. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they definitely had the chances to win the game, and this is with Rafinha out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, one one. Well, I predicted three 0 win to Liverpool. You predicted a four one win to Liverpool. <laughs> Neither one's got that right. I mean, to be honest, you know. Is that one? And, and to be, I was looking at the predictions for next week, and I've actually a lot of it. I predicted around what was going on with the Super League and thinking, are we going to have some really strange? We might get some strange results. Maybe that's the. Maybe that's one of the strange results. Maybe Leeds went out there with a bit of a bloody nose and said, Do "You know what? Sod you. You know we're going to really go for this. We're going to shoot. You know we've got a point to prove here." And they nearly did again, didn't they? Looking at that, yeah, for sure. I think they're um, going to be a very exciting team to watch for the years ahead in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I, I like watching Leeds. It's my, I mean, and I can't believe I'm saying I'm a Grimsby fan, but I enjoy watching Leeds. Um, <laughs> there's, there's something about them. There's something about them. I think Bielsa, uh, it's, it's, it's just hilarious that after all this time, I love that he's still got his translator as well. 
Yeah, he just can't be bothered, can he? He's like, fuck this English like language. Bollocks to you. He's like, bollocks to you. I'm just going to carry on. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll just tell the translator and he'll interpret it to the yeah. players. I don't care. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's actually checked to see whether the translator is actually saying what he's saying. I honestly think he speaks fluent English and he says this so he doesn't have to speak English. Yeah, clever. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, absolutely. And then the snore fest of the week. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? I Chelsea think gets frightened. Yeah, yeah, nil, 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 right? And we both predicted a slight like Chelsea win, one nil for you, two nil for me. We were both wrong. Um, I, I think Chelsea did have the one big chance um, to Brighton's zero big chances. Um, they both had like similar amounts of shots in the box. So Chelsea had uh, six shots in the box. Brighton had five. It, it felt very much like a draw. Like I actually watched this game before we came on air, and I think. Alonso owners were pleased to see him start. He got subbed dirty, so it kind of locked in the clean sheet, but that didn't really matter. Um, Aspilicueta didn't start. Mendy didn't start. We've got a question later about did we underestimate the Tuchel rotation? Uh, maybe. Maybe we did. I think the answer from Mariner is yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we definitely did. Okay. Uh, now, I was, lo- I was looking at that question last night thinking, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, is that all? King? Is that is that the only question we're going to get? And then look what's happened overnight. So maybe, maybe, maybe the uh, was it Raj? I think I can't remember who it was. I think so. Uh, I can't remember. I'll check later. But I mean, from the perspective of it, I was like, huh. and then I woke up this morning and say, Aspilicueta didn't start. I was like, oh, for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, it was Scott. Yeah, it was Swing. Yeah, it's like for crying out loud, what's going on here? Um. And anyway, so we've got Spurs, Southampton to come, Villa, Man City, Leicester, West Brom. Um, we'll obviously just post them on Twitter, won't we? Just to how how we've done, I suppose. I guess, I guess I'm just going to be sitting there with bated breath that our head-to-head FDR prediction is two-two, and I'm catching up from the two-nil uh, starting it, point where it's I still two-one at the moment, and beers are still on you, and I'm winning five-four. Oh, so it's very tight this week. And what are our very predictions tight. for the we've rest both of the got week? One result, we've both got one result exactly right. Uh, and I've got an extra correct prediction than you. So it's very tight indeed. It won't It won't need much. So I was just looking, what, what have we got? We've got, uh, I'm predicting a 2-1 Spurs win. You're predicting 3-0. Uh, we're both predict- predicting City to win. Me by two, you by three. And Leicester... Um, I've predicted a 2-1 win and you've predicted a 1-1 draw. So it looks like it's going to come down to a the Leicester-West Brom game where you're hoping that West Brom do something uh, or a, predict, a, a correct score prediction somewhere among those other two games. That, that Leicester game is going to be the one that does me, I think. Well, let's see. You might not need that if if you get a pr- correct score in. That's among true. Them, you may not need it. That's the beauty of this, the way this thing works. So uh, fabulous. So Nima, um, I think that's the first section. So let me just uh, have a quick pause, and then I will set you uh, set you off with your um, with your transfer. If you want to share your screen. Um, yeah, sure. Give me a all right. So hang on a second. Okay. So you're there. You go. 
the screen's all yours. So over to you for your uh, transfer trends. Perfect. So this is um, the transfer trends. Um, it's an early week look at what's happening in the market. Sold and who are they being replaced by? So I use the data from Fantasy Football Fix and I write an article on Fantasy Football Hub looking at kind of a, a key transfer combo that I'm interested in. So without further ado... Uh... Oh. oh, 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 oh. Oh, I've lost, lost, lost the share screen. I've lost you. Oh, Did we're you... back. There you are. Oh, I lost back. you completely. Um, <clears throat> I thought we were going to have a technical issue there. So uh, would you like to start on that, that slide again? Yeah, so just starting here. So we're kind of only a few days away from the deadline on Friday now. Um, but we're not seeing as many transfers as we've been seeing for a while. I think people have become apathetic because of the ESL news, sapping life out of us. Um, the game week's very prolonged. It's like one to two matches a day for six, seven days straight. I think people are just fed up and done with this season, as we were saying earlier. So actually, the top transfers in are Ian Acho with 70,000, Lingard, Salah, Greenwood, Trent. Top transfers out are Calvert-Lewin with 81,000 sales, and then Sun, Cresswell, Gundogan, De Bruyne. So there isn't really many sales or buys happening right now at this stage in the week. Um, it is an unusual week in that regard. In terms of the top 10 most popular combos, so we're seeing people looking to buy Salah, um, for the Newcastle game and the blank game week. We're looking at people buying Trent after his four games in a row of getting free bonus points, even when they lost the clean sheet. We're seeing Ian Acho and Vardy come in as well. So I think in general, it looks like people are getting out of De Bruyne and Son to get back to Salah. And people are getting out of the likes of Diaz and Cresswell to get to Trent. Um, and a lot of kind of Strange movement that I wasn't expecting, to be honest with you, of kind of Kane to Vardy. Um, I I'm surprised that the people said in Kane, maybe it's the yellow flag. Um, sometimes we forget that our community of FPL Twitter and FPL Reddit is very small compared to the main player base. And, you know, 8 million managers, they see a yellow flag, they're going to sell him despite him not even playing next week. So he'll probably be back by gaming 34, right? But that's the nature of transfer trends. People just do whatever they like on the first day the game week opens up. Um, or or so, they do them live on a show. Yeah, that's true. I guess I got suckered in to join the bandwagon crowd last <laughs> and week. Me, uh, and me, and me. And Ian Acho, he's, he obviously scored in the FA Cup. Let's shout out our boy Ian Acho, Kelechi, well done. Um, got his team, Leicester, into a final. Fantastic. Let's hope he's not rewarded with a benching against West Brom on Thursday. Don't you even go there. Don't, <laughs> do not even go there. Oh, for crap. I mean, that'll just finish me off. That, you know, I'll delete my team. <laughs> that is a nail in the coffin. Both my transfers in, both getting benched. Salah oh. and Ian Um So what I'm just going to quickly do now to wrap up the transfer trends is we're going to look at each uh, position. So we've looked at the top 10 transfer combinations. By the way, for those listening in podcast format, um, definitely keep an eye out on my Twitter or on the video version of the VOD because you will be able to kind of see the graphic with the actual diagram of these combos that I'm talking through. Um, I'm not talking about all of them because they are on screen and I don't want to just list them out and kind of bore you. So I'm just talking about the key insights I'm seeing, but definitely check out the actual graphics. Um, I recommend it. So for the uh, forward position, the kind of main thing that we're seeing is Watkins, uh, Lacazette and Ian Acho being purchased all for Calvert-Lewin. Oh, Lacazette. 
Yeah, so that's interesting considering he went off with a hamstring injury. Oh. Shows you the dangers of early transfers. Um, <laughs> and Antonio is also being sold for Iheanacho and Kane is going to Vardy, as we were saying. So that's kind of the key move. So um, interestingly, Lacazette actually makes up um, four of the... F- 10 most transferred in combos of strikers. So I was just going to say that. that. That gives me a bit of hope that it's not just me having an absolute nightmare. There's plenty yeah, don't more. worry. Yeah, there's plenty more managers this season getting shafted by FPL. Yeah. Um, I think the most popular combo of moves, just to be clear as well, is Calvert-Lewin to Iheanacho, Kane to Vardy, Antonio to Iheanacho. Those are kind of the top three forward moves. Um, moving on to midfielders. So really the key picture that you can see on screen now is De Bruyne and Son being sold for Salah like that is really it but there is also a lot of people sending Gundogan Neto and Bale Um, with Bale we've been saying to sell him for about five episodes now I think if you still have him like some people I know you probably kind of don't want to sell him now that Mourinho's gone he's probably going to start because it sounds like Mourinho didn't want Bale at the club anyway Uh, I sold him anyway so that's, that's fine right yeah I think if you've already sold him great (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah if you still have no him you might want to actually hold on no more golf club needed mr bale get your ass onto the football pitch where you're supposed to be for sure um salah just to wrap up as well for the midfielders so he's actually um four of the 10 most popular transfers in in terms of the 10 combinations we're seeing across players um there's some nice uh greenwood buys happening jota uh, there is a netto to Treore combo which i like to thank fpl pig for because i don't know how anyone would have picked um treore before he wrote his little article about treore being a built like a brick shit house as he put it i think that was the selling point yeah <laughs> i'm trying not to laugh because i've got this bloody chest going i'm gonna start coughing again if i start laughing but i was looking at that thinking where the bloody hell's that move come from i tell you what i do quite like i, I like the greenwood moves um, yeah, so I really like out, out last week actually has been a an option, and there we go. Um, I think fifteen points. Yeah, I think Greenwood over Jota now. I, I prefer Greenwood over Jota. I know last week we were saying maybe you go with like Liverpool, the team with the better fixtures or better attacking stats. But I'm actually now thinking Man United second place. Like they look better than Liverpool, not second place, right? <laughs> well, we'll come on to the predictions for next week in a minute. Um, and I think you'll be surprised by what you're seeing. So, um, yeah, let's 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 save that conversation for the for the predictions going forwards. Um, Great. So, just to wrap up the defenders, then as the final part of transfer trends. So, it's not as chaotic as the graphic last week, which was I, I don't know if you recall, Mariner. Um, there was about <laughs> ninety different arrows. Um, at least this time, there's some clear arrows, which is basically the City boys, so Stones and Cancelo. Cresswell, who was out injured, Diaz and Dinia, they're all being sold to Trent. I think Trent I is saying, basically the whole option. world is buying Trent Alexander Arnold, right? Yeah, so he is one, two, three, four, five, six. He's seven of the ten most popular transfers in and the ten combos of transfers. Um with size picking up the other my two in Cody one. Yeah, my little prince size, the other two, and the nosebleed merchant, Connor Cody. Yeah, for sure. Um, and funnily enough, if you look at all the defenders being sold, they're all defenders that we all probably had high hopes for just as little as a week or two ago. So kind of Diaz, Cresswell, Cancelo, Stones, Dino, we said Phillips, Regulion, who people brought in for the double. He's already being mass sold. Um, 
yeah, it's really not great, is it? Um, we did say don't buy the Spurs defence, especially not for a hit. I apologise to those who didn't take the warnings uh, last week from us. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm just looking at these players who have been transferred out and think, yeah, I own two of those. <laughs> yeah, my team is <laughs> dropping in value. It's just yeah. crazy. It's like Black Friday sales. Oh, God, what a bloody nightmare. Right. Anyway, at least I, at least I predicted that size might do a bit, you know, um, it was it was a decent option. So I'm certainly getting the right choices for when we're talking about it in in the show. I just wish I actually followed my own bloody advice. Yes, yeah, so I agree with you there. I think um, we spent so long talking about kind of what people should do with their teams that I actually kind of inevitably then somehow do the wrong thing for my own team every week. So. I'm just going to put it out there that like we're so interested in helping you guys out that we care more about your teams than our own at this stage. Our teams are just red arrows every week since we started doing the regular show. Um, I used to have green arrows before the show, yeah. Since we started doing the compass, I haven't had a green arrow since. (laughs) We're just too focused on putting out content for the people. We're we're men of the people. Yeah, we we are the people. Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't know. I give up. Right. Um... Next week, game week 33, blank game week, one less, one or two less fixtures. So it won't take us quite as long to go through these. But of course, um, as we say, the first thing we do is we put the new fixture difficulty ratings up. And the caveat, of course, is that that is as of today without the last three fixtures. So I will update that fixture difficulty and I will post it on Twitter later in the week for every, for everybody to see. Um, but as it stands, now Manchester United are top of the attack fixture difficulty with a ranking of one. Chelsea second, 1.2. Manchester City third, 1.5. Leicester, 2.3. Liverpool and West Ham, 2.4. At the bottom, Sheffield United, 5.6. Palace, 4.7. Villa, 4.6 Brighton who basically hardly had a chat their xg was shocking um overnight you know um 4.6 Fulham 4.4 Burnley 3.8 um anything you spot on that Nima of interest yes i think the fact that man united are kind of back to the top attacking form over the last six game weeks um I know they've seen a bit of a dip. Bruno's kind of not been doing it. I think many will be eyeing up kind of like Bruno to Greenwood to save money and perhaps spend that money elsewhere. Um, There's quite an interesting time to maybe even think about the double up. Um, I can't imagine Bruno's going to keep kind of not scoring for as long as he has. I think he has like one goal, which is a penalty in the last like five or something, but he, he he's going to come back. I'm confident of it and, the fixture of 33 is great for them. In fact, I'm thinking about whether I kind of sell Sun, who doesn't play um, this week, and get Greenwood because I have only 10 players and that could be my 11th player in the blank game week. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got fires galore to put out. So I don't, you know, I took a minus eight last week. I don't think I dare take another minus eight. You know, uh, it's just completely against the way I play the game normally, but. It's just such a shamble. I guess the only other thing is West Brom is very high up on the attacking rank. Um, I know they yeah. were the top five that but, you listed, but they are up crazy. there. Yeah, but it just shows that they are, you know, with respect to statistics, they're creating, you know, they're creating chances. Um, you know, 
I don't know. And I guess they're defensively also doing all right. So like they're kind of seventh for attack, um, ninth yeah. or tenth, ninth for defense. Ninth, so ninth for defense. Yeah. I think yeah. I think what we can take away from this is that West Brom are not the whipping boys we thought they were. Um, no. Maybe they actually have more to fight for than Fulham at this stage. No, no. Well, the whipping boys, and it, again, the way this fixture difficulty works is one team a week drops, a week comes in, and a week drops off. Uh, so if we talk about defensive uh, wise, and we'll start with defense uh, with the uh, with the whipping boys, and Crystal Palace have replaced Sheffield United at the bottom. Don't quite know how. I didn't think we'd see that. I thought Sheffield no. would ride it out at the bottom forever. I've not checked to see whether I've made a mistake or not. I will do. I haven't had time, but I, I don't think so. It should it should be automatic. So yeah, Sheff Crystal Palace six point six bottom. Sheffield United six point two up a bit. Now with Burnley, 6.2. But there's three teams there now, which I think are really, really targetable. That's, what's, that's, that's what that For says For captaincies especially, I think. Yes. Uh, if your player's playing Palace, Sheffield or Burnley, you've I got agree. to feel pretty confident that like it's a good captaincy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Southampton as well, pretty poor, 5.5. Yeah. And then a big jump to a gaggle of teams. Spurs, Newcastle... Uh, Villa, West Ham, Everton. Um, and at the top, unsurprisingly and irritatingly, Chelsea, uh, who, quite frankly, you know, I, I can't buy a clean sheet, can I? Um, one point four. when you have their players, they just don't play in the clean sheet week. Yeah, just remarkable. Man City, 2.3. Brighton, 2.5. Leicester, 2.5. Wolves now have jumped up there. So there we go. So it shows how, you know, in, in a few weeks, Wolves have slowly been creeping up, haven't they? They and have. Now, they have yeah. And now they look showing. like it looks over only over six game weeks. So what it's saying now is that actually maybe it's the, you know, these last couple of clean sheets have clearly had, a, have had an influence on them. Um, they might keep a clean sheet. Neymar, they might keep another one. That, that I, I, I think the team they're facing next is uh, is a very like likely clean sheet, from what I recall. Um, it's Burnley, yeah. So I think they could get the clean sheet against Burnley. You're right, but um, just to kind of oh. back my view of not buying one of them, when we get to the predictions in a moment, I've actually predicted a Burnley one nil win. Ah. Okay, well let's let's get on to the prediction, shall we? Um, and uh, we've got eight. To, to review so as always what we'll do is we'll just talk through the matchups and then our predictions okay um so let's start with uh arsenal against everton arsenal attacks 2.7 uh against everton defense four so that's positive for arsenal's attack everton's attack 2.9 against arsenal's defense 3.5 that's slightly positive for uh everton's attack um i've gone for a 2-1 Everton win and you've gone for a 2-1 Arsenal win now the reason I went that way was because of the Super League and I just thought everyone's eyes minds are going to be on other things but do you know what I've left it because I, I just think that you know both sides attacking you know, they're, they're not bad they're both they've got the ability to score and they both got the ability to concede so I thought with all the added M you know, muck flying around. It might still be going on, right? With all the owners and everything. With the cronky out by the protest yeah. outside the stadium, yeah. There still might be a lot going on. So I've I've actually gone for an upset there. So that could really backfire on me. 
I think keep an eye out on the number of attendees that come to this protest. But I think um, it sounds like they're rallying the forces for it. Like even I was thinking to myself, well, I've not really been anywhere since March 2020. Should I just get myself to Emirates and should I just stand there with some banner with my mask on and like, should I join this protest? Like, is this the time we get this tyrant out of our club? Um, you, need, you need to design and net that whole flag and go and wave <laughs> it behind Sky, behind the Sky News guy, right? That'd be amazing. And what I will say about Kroenke, um, just the kind of human being he is, um, for those of you who know him in America, any American listeners we have, um, he actually tried to like launch a TV channel for like trophy hunting animals and just killing animals for the sake of killing animals with a gun. And it got banned under like a bunch of like organizations and uh, charities kind of getting involved and lobbying against the government. Like, what is this guy on about? He, he's just like blood hungry. And, and that's, that's what Kronky is. Like he's a trophy hunter who wanted to start a new national geographic where instead of looking at wildlife and saving the planet, we go and kill them just to show how strong we are with our guns. And he's a despicable human being. And, I hope we can get him out of my club soon. What a grade one tosser. Yeah, for sure. Like I have no time for Kroenke. Um, I, I don't remember the last time he actually came to the country, let alone came to an AGM. Um, I, like they actually, there was a really funny final quote tangent, I promise. Um, I think the All listeners right. will enjoy this I love, one. I love this. I love this. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners are enjoying your, your insights into Arsenal and my, and my you know, hurling abuse at their owner. Well, well, I hope that this is Arsenal. I can only imagine it was either Kroenke or the Glazers. It could only have been those two buggers. But um, a Premier League club owner from the Big Six, from the ESL, recently apparently was at a Premier League match and didn't know like which colour his team that he owns were wearing. Oh. And he had to ask like another like random guy sitting inside the seat in the stadium, which team are we, by the way? Fabulous. And you can only imagine that it had to be Kroenke or Glazer. It could only have been those two. I mean, look, I've got a bit of sympathy for that because I went, went to the Singapore Sevens and was cheering on uh, America, uh, USA instead of England because I was that drunk. I got they were in the England were in their away shirts. <laughs> but, but at least you didn't, you know, spend billions of your money on the oh. club to get the colour wrong. Like, well, of course, I was cheering, leaping about, and someone, the wife, tapped me on the show, said, "Chris, that." That's that's the USA. I went, oh, oh all right, okay. Drink. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, but yeah. I guess moving on from Arsenal, so I, yes. I, I think they'll yes. win, but um, I, I have no logic behind that choice. It's just pure sentiment of, like, we need to win kind of situation. It could be a draw, actually. It could be. A, I, could, I think maybe a two-two draw or a one-one draw, probably somewhere in between, perhaps. Maybe. We're, anyway. we're gonna, it's going to be like the last one, which we just missed out on, yeah. We're going to leave it. I'm leaving it. I'm not changing it. Let's see if my gut feel was right. The next one, Liverpool against Newcastle. Liverpool attack 2.4. Newcastle defence 4.1. Quite positive for Liverpool attack. Newcastle attack 3.1. Liverpool defence 3.5. That's worrying. That doesn't suggest a clean sheet to me. Um, and yeah, I'm say Maximan's been looking good and Wilson's yep. back. And... Correct. 3.31. Uh, I've gone with Liverpool to win, and you've gone with a two-one win. Like, like I'm, I'm looking at a minus four to get Trent in just for transparency, but I don't think like I would have to bench Kufal for that. And well, like I'm thinking maybe I just play Kufal, and maybe that West Ham Chelsea game is a nil-nil. 
Well, I mean, look, uh, Liverpool from an attacking perspective and Trent's now getting attacking returns. So if you ignore the clean sheet... He still could be worth getting just for the attacking perspective. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the yeah. bonus, he's racking uh, them the up. The other right. player I'm going to shout out is... Um, uh, we've been talking off off uh, off camera that I've started to design a, like an algorithm, which I'm ho- which I've been now monitoring for a couple of weeks. It's, it's on, on about sixty five points or something at this moment in time this week already, so it's doing pretty well. One of the play- players the algorithm picked was Mane. Yeah, no, so, I think I have a lot of time for Mane. That's an interesting one. Uh, Maybe uh, do you know what? I might just bring Mane and just be bloody done with it. And As in instead of Salah or two, in, two. well, I, I think I've got the money to move up. I think I could. I've got to take. A, I've potentially got to take a minus four anyway because of some bloody injury, injuries galore. Right, we've got Kane coming out, haven't we? So I could. Yeah, so it's like it could if be Kane, Kane is out. If Kane is out, then I could potentially take Kane down to. Oh God, did I? Am I just going to say this, Ollie Watkins? But like, um, I have I have Watkins, so I was looking at Lacazette, but with him injured, it kind of yeah, reduced the Kane out. possibility yeah. that Mane could be my man, if that's the case. So I may end up going with Salah and Mane and just, you know what, let's just have fun. Just double up for this final stretch of good fixtures. Double just, up go and just, just go for it, right? Uh, I don't know. Let's see. It could completely end in tears as usual, but anyway, who cares? Um, West Ham-Chelsea. Um so West, uh, it was originally going to be West Ham against uh, London Blues. In my, uh, it still is in my in my uh, in my notes. Um, West West Ham two point four attack, Chelsea defense one point four negative. Uh, Chelsea attack one point two, West Ham defense four point one, very positive. I just wish we could work out who's going to play. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it, it is a bit of a strange one, isn't it? I think. I'm kind of nervous about that game because I didn't get Lingard this week. Um, I I sure as shit is not going to buy him now this game week either. I've almost got to the point where it's kind of like I've missed that boat. Like he's damaged my rank. There is zero benefit in me buying him. It would be for rank protection, sure. But like I literally like... I can't buy help. him against Chelsea. Like it doesn't help. You can have a template side like I've got now, and it's still shit. It's still so, for an arrow. <laughs> just don't do it. Just do something fun. I just, I just think you know what. Like if I spend like that 0.4 million more, I'll get Greenwood. Like surely <laughs> that's more exciting. Like do you know what it is? It's much more exciting. The same Mane is a much more exciting yeah. move. Far I think that's our plan. It sounds like we're both on the same I mean, page. You're, really like... you're, you're really miserable this week. You've gone for a nil-nil draw for this one. Nil-nil draw. West London derby. <laughs> what are you on? I've gone for a 2-1 Chelsea win. I, I, do you know why? Do you know why I think Chelsea will concede? Because Aspilicueta is going to play. Well, I, I think because I have Rodiger and Kufal, the best I can hope for is a nil-nil, and I don't like. I see Chelsea like not really putting up high xG numbers. They had like the one game where Pulisic exploded, and everyone's like, "Oh, maybe Chelsea's more than just defense." But this game against Brighton kind of reminded me that like that might have been a blip. Well, the numbers are there. I'll put them on the screen. Six shots in the box, one big chance, point seven eight xG. Yeah, not not amazing. Not really. Yeah. And Brighton play quite attacking football. You'd think you'd get chances against them. Yeah, you would. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So maybe it's not like it's not like Brighton were parked in the box. Like maybe maybe one thing I will say is the return of Burn. So I think they've missed him for a few games, and having Burn back, he's a real presence in their defense for Brighton. Yeah, 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 for Brighton. So maybe that's what it was that kind of shut Chelsea out. I'll have to to get. I'm going to need to get my Tin Man gif out again because that's what Gabe calls him, the Tin Man, Dan Burn. (laughs) So, I know, I know, he was on loan with them the year before as well, right? Like, so I think he's he's pretty key defender for them these days. Seems that way. And he's cheap. Mm. Um, anyway, so moving on to the the next game, Sheffield United against Brighton. This this could be a complete snore fest. Um, you could buy Trossard for this. It, well, it could be a snore fest, or it could be an absolute. It could game. be another. It could be like the last blank game week, right? Where Brighton ran right. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that, you know, for all the matchups suggest, you know, a big positive for Brighton. Sheffield United attack 5.6 against Brighton defence 2.5, right? That's a well, Dunk, he's still in my team. So this is him, and Dunk. And this is the role and clean team. Dunk and Veltman coming in next week. I mean, she's far, in a far better position than me. Brighton attack 4.6 against Sheffield United defence 6.2. That's positive as well. The only thing I would say is that I, I still say that Brighton are just underperforming on so many so many levels. So I'm going to go with a one nil Brighton win. So I'm doing my binary predictions now. Never mind binary Brewster. I'm actually doing binary predictions now for these games. Um, and you've gone for a two nil Brighton win, mate. Yeah. So actually, funnily enough, like. I would rather buy like a Trossard this week than Lingard, who I don't have. Um, it's just like I've got my wild card in my pocket. I'll probably use it in game week 34, um, maybe 35 at latest. Um, can, you, can you sell it to me? <clears throat> I'm, I'm happy to like, um, I've heard that if you don't use the wild card, it might like carry over to next season and stuff. Well, well just, just, just donate it to me. Like, you know, People were donating big six football shirts at Grimsby and getting a Grimsby top for free, and all the shirts were going off to Africa. I, I, did, I did see that, but you know what I ended up doing? I actually signed up as a free member of Wrexham because, like, there was a chance to meet Ryan Reynolds. So I thought I'll take that opportunity and enter the prize draw. Um, I'll leave Arsenal's ties. This was before I knew the ESL was going to Wrexham. Yeah, yeah, like you know the guy from always um, was it always sunny in Philadelphia as well. He's also one of the co-owners. So they were like doing this big advertising where they were like, are you fed up with your big six bullshit club? Support yeah. Wrexham. Um, we've made membership free today. Just go on this form. And it's like, have you ever visited the stadium? No. Have you ever had a season ticket? No. Is Wrexham the number? They were like, is Wrexham the number one team you support? And I put, yes. Imagine. I've got a few uh, mates, so met a load of uh, Welsh lads in the, at the European Championship in 2016, um, and they were all Wrexham fans. They were a great bunch, I have to say. I hope, I mean, look, um, we'll be playing them next year, Grimsby, because we're going to go down. Um, we lost 3-0 last night, so I think we're, I think we're gone. Um, so, yeah. Um, you guys Wrexham- got a red card last week, right, just as a tangent, because your own player headbutted your own player or beat up your own player yeah that's just typical friday night in grimsby though right (laughs) i love it is that why you left to singapore (laughs) you didn't want to get you didn't want to get into the scuffs with the football players i mean i know we're going off on tangents here but But why not right you can't make this shit shit up we're at the bottom 
two of our own players have a fight and get a red card over it. Like what? The yeah. f- never should never pull a shirt on again. Oh, well, for whoever's still with us at this point, we appreciate you listening. We apologize for the tangents. We hope that you enjoy, like, obviously the data-driven approach, but also some of the tangents and banter on and, the and side. And some of the bant, bant and rants. Yeah, absolutely. Where the hell are we? Are we at Wolves Burnley? Have we got as far as that? We have. Um, we right. did Sheffield Brighton, yeah. So we're at Wolves, Wolves against Burnley then. Um, Wolves attack 3.5, Burnley defence 6.2, right? Um, Burnley attack 3.8 Wolves defence 2.7 Negative Um, I've gone for a 2-0 Wolves win I think I might have changed that From 1-0 to 2-0 Since I was talking to you earlier Oh I see yeah Oh yeah because I've gone for the 1-0 Burnley Yeah, So you just You want to see that Wolves are improving And yeah I'm kind of uh, thinking I, I regret my Burnley choice. Similar to your choice about Arsenal-Everton, yeah. I think this could be the choice I made that cost me the tie. Well, the good thing is you can't change it too late. I know, um, I know. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, we'll see, shall we? Um, I still think um, Wolves, whilst you know their attack is 3.5, it's no great shakes. It's still no great shakes. So and, and Neto is out for the season now, right? And the entire Euros. That's a big blow for them. Podencio, maybe, maybe, maybe the diminutive. Uh, if I say diminutive, no, I, I think it's Traore playing up top in the front too. It's Traore yeah. time. Yeah, well, Podencio. There's always Podencio might might come to the uh, come to the fore again. Or, uh, let's I, I think what I do like actually, what I will say is. Um, the fullback now that Johnny's back out again, very unfortunate for him. Um, is it Ike Nori? Yeah, Ike Nori. Yeah, he's pretty cheap, and if he's gonna play wing back, that, that could be quite appealing if you want to go against the Cody Sice and do something very different. So, yeah. I would add that. Okay, that's an interesting one. Interesting one. So, anyway, we've got three more to do, so let's quickly get these out of the way. Uh, Leeds against Man U, that could have been a massive grudge match. Uh, well, it is a grudge match anyway, but, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, it could have been even bigger. Um, but, yeah, Leeds attack 3.4, Man United defence 2.9, um, slightly negative. Man United attack 1 against Leeds defence 3.8. That's very positive. So, but again, I've been influenced by the... Uh, the ESL when I did my predictions and I went for a 2-2 draw. I thought Leeds might still be in a situation where they're just going to go, do you know what? Um, we're going we're gonna to prove a point here, but I think Manchester United will score too. I see goals in this game. And you've gone for a 2-1 win to Leeds. Yeah, I think I was probably also like seeing them win 2-1 against City with 10 men, was it? Um, yeah, I thought, you know what, these guys can do it again. That could easily be 3-0 the other way, though, couldn't it? Let's face it. Easy, um, yeah. But, I mean, again, I, I just think Leeds have the ability to score. I think Manchester United defences just slipped a little bit um, with respect to the numbers. So and they're just down to sixth rank now. So, yeah, goals. I fancy some goals. Um, I do I do really like the, the Greenwood. If, if Rafinha's playing, I really fancy him, actually, if he's back. I, I really he's hope he's back, because if he's not back, I've got a real tough choice to make between selling him or Gundogan. Like, one of them is going this week, and 
I'd rather it was the one without a fixture, not yeah. the one with a fixture. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that one. Uh, Villa against West Brom, uh, West Midlands derby. Uh, Villa attack 4.6, still off a cliff, ranked 18th now. Really bad. And there's me talking about Ollie Watkins. Um, West Brom, West Brom defence minus um, West Brom's defence, uh, 3.5. So that's negative for Villa's, even against West Brom. West Brom's attack, uh, 2.6 against Villa's defence, 4.3. That's positive for West Brom. Um, I still think Martinez, the Martinez factor is going to have something to do with this. But I think they might not keep a clean sheet, I'm afraid. Uh, so I've gone for a 1-1 draw. And you've gone for a 2-0 Villa win and a clean sheet. Yeah, like I think Grealish might be back, but who knows? Like The only reason I say that is because Dean Smith said he's still a few weeks away from like training on the grass, like I told you last time. And I thought, yeah, wait a second. We like, believe... That's if we believe our friend. No, but that's what I mean. So because he's now saying that he's a few weeks away, I'm thinking maybe he just starts next game. Had he said that he's going to start, then I'd be saying he's not playing for a few months. Um, I've learned with Dean Smith. It's got to the point where it's like, why are you even giving us injury updates? Like, like no one believes you anymore. Just just give up on the charades. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the last one for this week: Leicester against Palace. Leicester attack two point three. Palace defense six point six. That is hugely positive. Four point three. Vinicio captains anybody. Palace attack four point seven against Leicester defense two point five. Um, yeah, that could. Be, I've I've gone three nil Leicester. I think it could be a hammering. You've you gone know, that, that's, that. That could be a big one. Um, I think. I'm just kind of thinking Benteke is trying to get into the Euros team for Belgium. Uh, so that's what the 2-1 is born from. All right, um, fair enough. Yeah. That's literally the only reason I've got a Palace goal there, just because Benteke, I think, you know, like when you underperform for so many years of your career, at some point you're bound to score and he seems to be going through that golden patch. Palace look like they could have a fantastic double game week against Southampton and Sheffield in game week 35. Um who can I tempt with a uh, Benteke Zaha banana whole triple? I'll tell you what, did you say Sheffield United are playing Palace? And, and Southampton too, I think, in the double uh, game. We should do a watch along for that. We should do a watch along for that. We could have like like soft music playing in the background. We'll all be asleep on our chairs. <laughs> it sounds like, like, it's almost like that is the match that caused the Super League to be created. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they were like, we don't want to be in the same league as these two teams. <laughs> oh, God. That's a complete shine fest, isn't it? It, it, it? Like, honestly, like it is not oh. a game I intend on watching. No, we should do it, though. We should do that watch-along for that. And then, like I said, just have some soft music playing, the, the cat asleep in the corner or something like that. Just leave that on the screen. That's the watch-along. It, it sounds like one of the worst games of the year. <sighs> Dreadful. Sounds bloody awful, doesn't it? Anyway, so that's that. So that's the fixtures. So uh, let's move on, mate. Before we get even more sidetracked, I think we've been we're fairly, we might fairly sidetracked. quicker than ever before. Well, there's no reason. Well, we didn't do some of the features, did we? Because I was, that's I, was, true. I, was all, I was all set to rant. And of course, I've had to rein that rant in, which is a bit of a shame, for probably for people. Nima, what are your plans for game week 33 plus? 
So I've got the captaincy on Salah at the moment, especially after being benched. So he faces Newcastle. I'm feeling pretty hot on that. I've got my vice captain on Fernandez against Leeds. Um, I'm face. I've got ten players if Rafinha isn't injured. So I've got Johnston against Villa, Concer against West Brom, Rudiger against West Ham, Dunk against Sheffield, Kufal against Chelsea, Rafinha against United if he plays, Watkins against West Brom, Iheanacho against Crystal Palace. I'm benching Diaz, Gundogan, Son, and Kane doesn't have a game, so he's my 11th man. Um, I've got one free transfer, 1.2 million in the bank. I'm looking at either kind of Son to Rashford or Greenwood. Um, Rashford is actually someone I've been watching for a while. Um, The reason I like the idea of a Rashford is I can't imagine anyone else could get to him. Um, Not many people have wildcard left. I'm trying to find like a final kind of Hail Mary that I can pull out before the wild card, just something to save me some grace and get me into that top 100k at least or something. Uh, the other option is to sell either Gundogan or Rafinha for a Lingard, Saka, yeah. Mateus okay. Pereira. I don't know. It could be anyone. Trossard. Like, I'm just looking for punts for a week. Um, I want to field an 11th man. If I want to be really bold, I could do a minus four and sell Diaz to Trent and... Uh, downgrade like Gundogan to Saka that would that would be 0.0 million in the bank so there's a few kind of options to play with realistically I'm gonna wait till kind of after the West Brom Leicester game on Thursday night and I think I'll make a decision on Friday on deadline day yeah I, I'm leaning towards Sun to Rashford or Greenwood personally I think I, I like the Rashford shout as well I like that yeah so he's about to hit 20 um, goal contributions this season for like the third season in a row or something if he scores again soon so I'm kind of like okay this this could be quite nice like mm. Rashford he seems quite safe like he's less of a rotation risk than Greenwood and if yeah. it's just for a one week punt but why not like you know he, he managed to convince the government twice during a pandemic to feed kids in their country so if he can you know do the job of a government and an opposition party maybe he can score me a goal don't say a lot for the opposition, but yeah, I have to say, I think, I think personally, I think, uh, yeah, Rashford's a, he's a nice guy and he's a good, good FBL shout this week. And I, of course, of course, we've already said about Greenwood. Um, should we have a look at my shower? I've not even, I've not even. Yeah, let's see what's going on with yours. I've not even, I've not even seen it yet. I'm so interested. I've not even, I've not even prepared it. I've not even changed it around. Look, so what, what have I got? I've got Martinez in goal, uh, Shaw, Aspilicueta, Phillips flagged. Stones not got a game. Fernandez, Lingard, Salah, Rafinha flagged. Vidra, who didn't play, and in the show. And on the bench, I've got Ariola, Kane, Son, and Adarabayo. It's a complete shower of shit. I don't know what to do. Uh, I mean, look, the obvious thing is um, I could take one of Kane or uh, Kane. If Kane is going to be out for a period of time, Kane probably is the one to go anyway. Um, if Kane is fit, then I could do the flip-flop on Son. As you've said, I've got 3.2 million in the bank, so I could go Son to Mane. And then... that would, I think that's very exciting against Newcastle, yeah. the Mane, Salah, double up. Um, you, why are you tempting me? Because I could probably also do Son to um, Mane if I somehow found money. Yeah, no, so I, I might do that. I mean, the problem I've got, though, is Matt Phillips. Is, 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 is Matt Phillips, right? Because... He's bloody, but I don't know whether he's going to be out for a long period of time. He said it was just, it was. A, Sounded quite minor, yeah. Yeah, so he might be back. Um, 
So hopefully, but but yeah, Aspilicueta probably will play, but I bet he'll concede. Um, Luke Shaw, Fernandez. I'm quite happy with the spine of the team, and I think I've got, you know, three. I've got quite a captaincy dilemma actually. Yeah, that is a very good point. Um, I think obviously you'll talk about it more on the captaincy and matchup show at the end of the week on the live stream, but. It really feels tough, like between Salah and Bruno, I would say, just from the high EO perspective. But oh, even I, outside of those guys, like the Brighton boys, as we were saying, like well, maybe I'll it's another Trossard captaincy week. Iniacho. Like, or Ianacho, yeah, as well. Like he's a great they, option against Crystal Palace. I, I mean, look, early, early indications is that guy will be very high up in that metric this week. There's still more things to come. Of course, we can't release it because, of course, there's still fixtures to come. But um, at this moment in time, I have looked where he would be sitting. You know, he's high up there. He's right up there. So that's an interesting. So that might be my. Uh, do you know what? I might just go go against it and just go with that. I'm getting really bored. I yeah, almost, no, I, I feel like I, I definitely feel that. And, and I just think you know, it's brilliant. We've got Hippo on on Friday on on the on the uh, show on. Thursday, it'll be Thursday, I think we'll be doing it. Um, because I'm in that mood to break that template. Yeah, no, we need Hibbo to tell us what to do with breaking yeah, that template. So I'm really yeah. keen on breaking that template, and who better to break it than Hibbo? Yeah, so that'd do, be a do, good show. Yeah, make sure, guys, that if you've not seen the, the live show, um, the, the matchup show, which will be airing on Thursday night, Singapore time, um, do give it that's thursday afternoon in the uk thursday morning in the states um do give it a, a, a show because not only is it uh, you know with, there's a hell of a lot of stuff we do in it you know with hibbo we're going to have some fun it's going to be a very very fun show so i'm really looking forward to it actually um so yeah so that's that mate uh, uh, let's see but mayonnaise on my radar nice so let's see what happens there I wouldn't be surprised if I don't take a minus four, but I think a lot of people will be. So I'm not so worried about that. Um, and that's that. So let's just go to the questions um, just to finish us off. Um, and we didn't get too many, but, you know, we'll start with, uh, it looks like Siver, FPL banger. Do we really need Mo this week if we don't already own him? What's your perspective on that one? Yes. To captain him this week. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say to you, yeah. Silver. I'm sorry. No. I, I mean, yeah, if you if you don't own him, um it's I wouldn't just look at it this week. I think you look at the fixtures till the end of the season. I think again, I've not got the fixtures immediately to hand. I'm not sure well, if you they're basically used. first in the fixture ticker for like attack on the hub, I know, that for the next six or so. Um so they've got They've got Newcastle this week. Then they've got United away, Southampton at home, West Brom away, Burnley away, Crystal Palace at home. Tasty, tasty, All tasty. Those are the teams we said you should be captaining against yeah. earlier. And that's why I really fancy this Mane, this this Mane Salah. I just, I just think, do you know what? I can't maybe can't get to Trent because there's a structure of my team. I've got that slot. I don't want Jota. Are you really like a chess mastermind in disguise? Are you Magnus Carlsen? The cat's meowing at me now. The cat's coming <laughs> to persuade me. He's, I'll, I'll give him a choice of, of him well. Give him the Mane slip. But um, I know Magnus Carlsen last year, he um, he obviously was first at some point in the live rankings overall in the world. But 
he he did go for the Mane Salah double up quite aggressively multiple times in the season. Um, so it always reminds me of like the Norwegian chess grandmasters. Well, the reason I say it is he's popped right up on this algorithm. He's above Salah on the algorithm, right? So maybe that's what we tell Siva that if you don't have Salah yet, like why not take a punt on Mane instead? If he like he likes punts because he's, he's you know he did the Havertz punt didn't he? He's, to be honest, Siva and Sam just recently have done pretty well on their on their stuff. So shout out to them actually. Yeah, no, their show banger. Yeah, podcast, so, yeah, great do, podcast. Yeah, do, do 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 give them a listen, guys. You know, I, I would strongly recommend them. Um, okay, next one, Carrick Low at Carrick Low. Same question, like, do we really need Bruno this week if we don't have him? But I think. It could go, you know, Greenwood over Bruno, Jota more than Mo. I think Greenwood more than Bruno. I I, I can see that. I could be talked into that. Um, I would get Mo over Jota still. I, I agree. I I certainly have. I've cooled on Jota quite a bit. Um, I would go Greenwood over Jota. Um, Greenwood over Bruno. That's a more of a gamble. A, a bit dangerous. I think that's. I think the minutes are at risk one. there. The minutes are at risk considering Greenwood just had his start as a number nine. Yeah, you would expect things to change. Equally, though, I can't seem to recall if I'm right or not. But I guess Cavani was just benched. It wasn't that he was injured, so it's not nothing bad happened to him, right? I don't no, think no. so. No, no, just benched, and of course he came off. Did he, did he score? I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, he came on and scored yeah. as well. So yeah, so that, that's that's not ideal. Um, but equally, Greenwood could play on the right wing. Um, so it doesn't just mean he's benched because uh, Cavani starts. So Greenwood's in a bit of form. Um, yeah, I, I I would be looking to hold him. Um, if you can get Greenwood and Salah, I like that combination together. Yeah, no, I I, I tend to agree with you as well. Okay, uh, FTL FPL Noble Gent. Is it time to finally say goodbye to the Trafford Reds number eighteen? It, it, it was clearly this was before the EFL announcement that they were gone. So, so I thought we'll read it out. So basically, he couldn't bring himself to say Bruno Fernandez. Um, I think that's the number eighteen. I'm sure it is. I um, think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and yeah, is it time to say goodbye to Bruno? And who should we bring in as another premium as his replacement or a downgrade? Uh, <laughs> It depends, doesn't it? If you're chasing rank, you might want to you might want to boot, give him the boot. But maybe if you're protecting rank, probably you wouldn't. Yeah, I think um, like for me, I'm not looking to sell him just because there's no one around that price point I want. Like I don't want De Bruyne. He like if De Bruyne didn't have a blank and they weren't deep in all these other competitions, I'd consider that. But um, yeah, like I, I'm not too interested in selling Bruno myself personally. No. I think if you wanted to differentiate, I do like the idea of Bruno to Greenwood and then using that money elsewhere. But Mane. Like, Mane, yeah, Mane. Like, like, I, like for me, I just don't know where I would use the money in my team. Um, equally, Trent. yeah, yeah, like Trent, maybe. Trent, or you know, so you've got a Trent but, but, but I think you can still afford him because you probably yeah. have like an Ianacho, a Lingard, like you have so many cheap players in every position. You're right. And I, like, and what, what are you possibly going to use the Bruno money for? Great like, point, because if if Kane. Is injured. He's out as well, yeah. Like... I mean, Vardy's no Vardy. I mean, people may go to Vardy, but I don't think he's any great value at that. So you might take your money out of the striker, bang it all into midfield and into defence and and go that yeah. way, right? Because let's face it, Lacazette would have been on my radar. He would have been my Kane replacement if Kane Correct. was fully out. And me. Yeah. And me. Um, 
you know, I won't go to someone like Danny Ings now. Forget it. Vernon no not way. interested. No. There's, Antonio's there's not, out. <laughs> Antonio's out. The we all have Ian Acho. Oh, there is the carpenter. Well, I even have him already. So, like, what do I do there? A Watkins for anyone who's wondering. Yes, I was going to say, because he loves woodwork. Yeah, the most um, crossbars this season of any player in the Premier League. Yeah. But but he is the number one troll for anybody who doesn't like Ollie Watkins. So we, we, we'll let him off, actually. We, we I think like just, just to, like, answer Noble Gent to, like, summarise as well, like, I would say that if you're anywhere in, like, the top 100 or 200 or 300K... Uh, realistically, I think Bruno could end the season with the highest ever points in an FPL season in the history of the game. So, like, I would not be selling him personally. Like, I still think he's got many, many points ahead of him yet before the season is up. Fair enough. Good, an- good answer. I, I, he's not going anywhere in my team. He's, he's not going. That, I would classify that as overthinking. Yeah, that's almost like we're all just getting fed up and tired of these one, two games a day. We're like looking for a move to do. Yeah. Um, send us your team, obviously, like on Twitter, like tweet us a picture of your team if it is a real dilemma you're facing. Like we've got time till Friday. We're happy to help. Um, but just on the surface, like with zero other context, if you're in anywhere a semi-decent rank, I would not be selling Bruno. No, I, I agree. I agree. And the last question... Uh, last but not least, from uh, FPL Swain, um, did we underestimate Tuchel's ro- Tuchel's rotation? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether they're trying to increase Kepa's resale value or like if he's just a young keeper who had a bad start to life in a new league and maybe they genuinely back him over Mendy now. I honestly don't know. Um, but either way, we all thought Aspilicueta was nailed. When we thought Rodrigo was nailed, he got benched too. So there's a plethora of attackers. Um, it's tough. I think Mount is the safe pick. That's about it. And maybe Rodrigo, because I don't want to be paying for Aspi and being Chris's shoes. Man, Dave. He's, Dave's destroyed me. <laughs> you bought him because they called him Dave. I know, I know they, they, they got you with the propaganda. Reminds me of Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, bring Dave in. All right, Dave. <laughs> All right, Dave. Oh, dear. oh crikey! Anyway, right. Uh, but there was one more question just before we wrap up. Oh, I missed it. We we missed Davindra Raj. Um, so long time listener. He felt very empty when he watched Liverpool Leeds. He said um, it was early hours of the morning for him as well. So like three a.m. I think. No emotion for the goals. No anger at the score. Um, he's not even bothered checking FPL. He wanted to kind of know which clubs have motivation now that, you know, ESL has happened and like which clubs are on the beach. Obviously, I think he asked this question before the implosion of the ESL. So things have changed again once more. I I would say keep an eye out on how these midweek fixtures go and what other news comes out the camp because it's looking like some of these clubs are going to be spending many years apologizing to and making up to their fans i think there's some long road ahead it may be it goes the other way and they turn out some really great performances this week and batter a few teams on the back because i don't yeah i don't think the players were on board right the players were not on board with these plans it was the owners let's be clear it was the billionaire owners um i think the players are like us they love the beautiful game and they were not happy about 
the attempt to assassinate the entire pyramid structures of football across Europe? Well, the good thing is they've failed. Thank so, gosh for that. Brilliant. On that, on that, you know, ha! I say, shame. Get your, get your yeah, get your bloody uh, checkbooks out, Cronky, Glazers, Henry's. Yeah, Henry's as well, all of them. Get your, Levy, Levi, yeah. whatever you want to call Levi. him. I hope he has to pay an extra 10 mil to Mourinho and I hope Mourinho is laughing somewhere because oh, remember Mourinho won the Mourinho Champions League with Inter or Porto, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not he, he's definitely anti Super League. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be absolutely wetting himself laughing at me. Anyway, I suppose supposed to be pleased he's gone as well. Gabe is. Sure. Yeah, no, no. So Mourinho's apparently now made a hundred million in payouts from being sacked in his career. A hundred million. So the moral of the story million. is don't do your job and make a fortune. hundred million in sackings. Wow. Unbelievable. Anyway, right, that really is that. Apologies, Raj. Um, I, I I missed that one, um, probably because I was out drinking last night. Whoops, never mind. Um, okay. Um, Nima, thank you very much. Coming up to one hour 30. Time to go. Um, getting late there, um, and I've got to go to work. So, <laughs> yeah, it's one thirty a.m. Um, I have a nine a.m. meeting with a client. Um, let's hope not too many of my uh, colleagues find this video on the internet before the Friday deadline. Shouldn't have just said that. Anyway, right. So on that <laughs> note, let's let's get out of there. Let's get out of here. Let's not get there. out of here. Let's get out of here. So, uh, chaps, uh, as always um i hope you've enjoyed the show uh i certainly enjoyed it Nima, thank you as always for for coming on thank you for making the time and uh as i say if you want to hear more from me you can find me on twitter at fpl mariner if you want more from Nima, you can find him on twitter at fpl Nima. you can find his transfer trends article are you writing it this week i am yeah on hub yeah right, okay on fantasy football hub and all about com, um and apart from that as i've mentioned earlier hibbo and lens and me on the matchup show on thursday night with another really tight short gap between 32 and 33 for the matchup show and uh, we will see you all really really soon all the best guys take care bye-bye